0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton.
1: Let us start diving into the paths, if we may, okay? Uh, because I want to make sure I have plenty of time uh, to really clue my listeners into this fantastic work. So why don't we just start going through those?
0: Sure. First one for me was customer experience. And I guess if anyone's listening to this podcast around sort of marketing matters, yes. uh, that customer experience is a topic they may be getting a little sick of. However,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you're, they're getting sick of it, Tiffany, but that's probably because they're not doing it right. If they, they need the deeper analysis that you provide here. I mean, it's it's you know it's like anything. It's easy to throw out the words. Well, you know, be customer centric and, you know, uh, really focus on customer experience. But then the question is like, what does that mean? You're going back to your context Absolutely. issue, right? So, so dive into that a little bit. Unpack that for us a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in, in uh, this is probably one of the top conversations I have today just in, in my role uh, here at Salesforce is, for me, customer experience is the new product mm. uh, and it is the new competitive battleground. That, oh. Those are two things that I've, I've actually said on your show uh, in, in previous times I've been here. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe it and I believe it to my core. And so what does that mean? And I think one of the things I tried to pull out in that particular path was, you know, you have to first figure out what does that mean to the company that you work for mm-hmm. like what is experience what does a good experience look like like what are going to be our metrics and our measurements is it net promoter score is it csat is it churn you know what are the things that you need to focus in on in order to deliver a much more compelling experience and i i made that path the first one mm-hmm. Because if we go back to combination, I believe it's it should be combined with every other path, right? Got it's it. one of those ones that's a constant. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them that are, and this one is. And mm-hmm. so I put it at the beginning because you should always start with your customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is the segment? What do they look like? What do they want, uh, et cetera? And so I I used three case studies. And in each path, I actually have two positive case studies of showing you how someone has – leaned into in this case customer experience as a growth lever for them to differentiate themselves in the market and they use it as a way to accelerate growth. One of them was Sephora, mm-hmm. and the other was Shake Shack. Oh. And then the third story is a cautionary tale where someone has actually lost their way okay. with customer experience or completely deliver a poor customer experience. And oh, I think you might be surprised to know that I picked Starbucks as Starbucks. a cautionary tale.
1: Mm-hmm. Super interesting. And I think
0: people would be surprised, right, because everyone holds them up as a yes. customer experience uh, beacon. Right? Yes. And I did that very specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very cool stuff. So customer experience is the first uh, kind of very important uh, aspect to focus on. What's the second?
0: Uh, base penetration. So okay. this one was fascinating for me, you know, because – you know, you're on the marketing side most of your career, and I, I've sort of on sales is sort of where my lifeblood is. But mm-hmm. I've also been a marketer. Mm-hmm. I find it very, um, I, I find it very interesting that as digital marketing has gotten more pronounced as a topic and a spend from a technology standpoint, as well as a people process standpoint. Mm-hmm. That the gap between sales and marketing is continuing to get larger, and one of the areas I feel this is happening is in customer-based penetration, where sales and marketing is so focused on acquiring net new logos or a new customer, a new person, right, Mm -hmm. walk into the store, Mm -hmm. that they tend to forget the customers that they already have. It's sort of the gold in the mountain, right? If you you went hunting for gold in the West, and you found gold in a mountain, you don't go, that's great. We found gold in the mountain. Now let's go to this other mountain and look for it over here. That's not what you do. (laughs) Right. You find the gold and you keep mining for it. So, that was a way to get people to realize that they've worked very hard at the customers they already have. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore them to your own to your own peril, right? Mm-hmm. Really find a way where you can continue to deliver uh, compelling and meaningful and value you know meaningful experiences and a lot of value to those existing customers, so they don't leave you. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was the second path.
1: So the next aspect we've talked a little bit about customer experience, guys. You got gotta go pick up the book. Gotta go buy it. Okay, we've talked a little bit about customer experience, customer base penetration. Now, what's third?
0: Yeah, so third is market acceleration, and and this is one on how do I sort of put my foot on the gas and the things that I'm doing today that are working. Mm. Uh, and and I used the, the, a couple of case studies here was Under Armour and just you know, like oh. you can start with a very simple product, i.e., a t-shirt, mm-hmm. right, and build out that beachhead in a way that then allows you to. Uh, expand into the customer set without necessarily expanding the products until you get to a point where uh, you feel as if the market would be willing to accept new kinds of products from you, right, from T-shirts to then shoes, to, mm-hmm. you know, getting into much more uh, athletic, wear, even introducing, um, you know, a women's line took them some time. So. Right you know, just thinking about accelerating a market and what's the things you have to do in order to do that appropriately. The other case study I did was the Honest Company. Mm. So that was another beachhead strategy, right? We're going to start in the core of diapers. And, and then it was, wait a second, like once the kids that we've, the parents we've acquired and two years in, they don't need diapers anymore. If we don't expand our mm. product portfolio, mm-hmm. right, then we don't have anything for them. But what are other things we can wrap around going back to customer base penetration to deliver a great customer experience? And accelerate our growth, um, and then the cautionary tale was was uh, actually mattel oh. um, but but you know then they they, uh, you know, they've been able to to turn some of that around. But market acceleration is just, you know, growth, but not growth at all costs. And mm-hmm. I think that that's important to keep in mind.
1: And so it's a very important point that you're making here, Tiffany, because market acceleration is, of course, the idea that you're trying to tweak things, you're trying to extend. But you have a sense of what your brand is about and what equity you can extend is certain new markets to accelerate that growth. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think sometimes people get so excited by the little growth that they have that they want to step their foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do things which is the next path, which is product expansion. Mm-hmm. And so they say, well, oh, if we can sell this, you know, we can absolutely sell that. You know? <laughs> and our customers will, right. uh, you know, like it, enjoy it from us. And so they, sometimes they will overextend on the product expansion, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it may, in fact, uh, hinder the customer experience. Um, and it may actually slow down growth because you may accelerate to a new market, have to introduce new products, but you just didn't have the infrastructure in place. And that goes back to that combination and sequence of events, mm-hmm. You know, making sure you're timing these growth paths in a way that doesn't uh, force, you know, kind of uh, make the organization kind of fall under the weight of all the different things you're doing at the same time can mm-hmm. be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So. Um, product expansion is one of those areas where people go, well, you know, if we, you know, that beachhead strategy of Under Armour or Honest Company, like wait until the timing is right to start to introduce new products mm-hmm. once you've got enough uh, uh, underneath you. Um, and, the next one is customer and product diversification, which is, okay, now I want to go after not only, you know, more products and extend that, but I want to diversify.
1: Gotcha. This uh, is looking at newer, know, and, new customers. customers. Like that. this is like bringing in new. Uh, new consumers into the fold. Yes, Tiffany?
0: It it absolutely is. And and sort of going back to what I said at the beginning, um, when I said I you know I, I wanted to write this book and modernize, this is sort of the fourth at the Ansoff. You know, path two, three, four, and five are really modernizing sort of that Ansoff matrix. And uh... and so people may go, well, that just sounds like an and it and it is on purpose. <laughs> Because I think they're very relevant today as they were in 1957 and as they have been for the, you know, uh, as, as they continue and will continue to be. But now with the advent- advancements around social and being able to, you know, outsource productivity and manufacturing, mm-hmm. you can, you know, partner. And one of the case studies I bring up actually in product expansion is Kylie, uh, Kylie Jenner's Kylie Cosmetics, right? And you say, yes. okay, well... She's built a $600 million, $700 million business with less than 20 employees. Mm -hmm. So you'd say, you know, probably in 1957, that's not what they thought you could do. There's there's no way we could do that with 20 employees. Mm -hmm. right? So that's what I mean by modernizing some of these things, and and especially around customer and product diversification. This is where you really can take advantage of what – technology and the internet uh, and sort of this global commerce has allowed us
1: and the global commerce piece is huge tiffany because going back to your uh, example with kylie building that brand out and she was able to do this apparently very well building that personal brand first and then being able to you know to basically in a way diversify these these products that are associated with or have good synchronicity with that brand yes
0: yeah and it was the whole timing of things right she chose to you know outsource the manufacturing and mm-hmm. distribution. she has a very small team as i said you know, capitalizing on a platform and you may say, well, you know, not everybody has that opportunity. You know, it, she didn't inherit the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and, <laughs> and so taking advantage of that platform doesn't mean also that you're going to do well. I mean, there's many celebrities who have not done well, um, you know, in just relying on their name. So mm-hmm. it has to be that, uh, you know, both her and her team, right, figuring out what kinds of products do we want to do and having her fan base, customer base grow up with her has really guided what products are going to be introduced at what points in time.
1: For more insight from Business Radio, please visit
0: businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.